Welcome to the Time with Flora podcast, where we talk, learn, and grow together. My name is Flora Omoserida, and I am a certified coach, workplace conflict mediator, and training facilitator. As a coach, I work with clients who are management professionals and individuals who are looking to elevate their personal effectiveness so that they can achieve the life career goals they want. Welcome to my podcast, where I share stories about life and career from me and my guests. It was a welcome to my guest, Aqua Nyamemensa, on the Time with Flora podcast. Aqua is a certified executive leadership coach, strategic advisor, and podcaster. So we had so much to talk about. Aqua says in her message to leaders that you can love yourself, love your work, and love your life. We had a great time, and here's how it went. So my name is, and I always spell it out, it's A-K-U-A. So my dad, who's from Ghana, calls me Ikya. My mom, who's American, typically says Akua. And I had the, I guess you can say, privilege of growing up in mostly Francophone countries. Um, And then, of course, living and working in Nigeria for about four or five years. And they typically refer to me as Aqua. I'm not picky about it. I respond to all. I actually will change it depending on the environment that I'm in. And I'm a certified executive and leadership coach. And so really what I do is I work with founders, I work with um, CEOs, I also sometimes work with uh, other types of entrepreneurs, so solopreneurs, Um, I have also worked with a few um, professionals as well, and pretty much all of them sort of had this one thing in common, they're juggling so many different responsibilities, and I help them clarify where they should focus their time and energy each and every single day. So I'm a leadership coach who really focuses on productivity. For me, I would say the first thing that really motivates me is a challenge. I love thinking to myself, I can't do that, and then trying to do it or trying to hack it or trying to figure it out. And then the second thing is really around supporting others. I get so much pleasure. I get so excited hearing about other people talk about what makes them exciting and what makes them excited. And so I love supporting other people really to figure out and define what success looks like for them and then helping them clarify, right? So this is that productivity piece that comes into it or that project management piece that comes into it. So helping them clarify how they can get that based on where they're spending their time and how they're leveraging their energy. And I truly believe that when you are doing something that's aligned, if you're doing something that you really enjoy, it doesn't take that much energy and it feels so good. I liked that point about working with clients to help them figure out what does success look like for them. I mean, I have a quote, and I always like to bring this up with my guests, which is success has many faces, choose yours and wear it. And so while you do a lot working with clients to help them understand what success is for them, I wonder what does your face of success look like, Aqua? That's a good question. Um, I think a huge part of it is recognizing that even for an individual, success is really going to change depending on what season you're in. So 
success for me when I was younger was definitely, you know, having an opportunity, making a certain amount of money, not necessarily a certain amount of money, but having access to resources so I could do certain things like travel and, you know, maybe eat the types of food I wanted and things like that. But success for me right now, I would say, is a little bit more focused on location freedom. And when I think a bit about why I do what I do now, a huge part of that actually comes from um, being in Nigeria, having the opportunity to live there. Um, and, you know, at the time also being in a, in a relationship there as well and really recognizing or telling myself that I really wanted to be in, in Nigeria. It was really the place I thought I would see myself for the you know, foreseeable future um, you know, at that time. And I very much was like, okay, well, if this is where I wanna be and that's, that's really where I wanted to be, you know, what do I need to do to make this work? Um, and I'm one of those types of individuals that is really focused on just super simple survival stuff. So like eating, sleeping, um, working out. Those are all things that are really important to me. There are things that I am unapologetic about. And I think that sometimes as, as leaders, as people who are doing things in our lives, we sometimes forget those core things that actually make us a human being and allow us to be people that um, others actually want to engage with and can engage with in a very constructive way. So I feel like this is a very long way of saying that I very much wanted location um, freedom at that point. I didn't want to be in traffic. And as someone who had also had the opportunity to work in Ghana, um, work specifically in Accra, traffic here is also terrible. And so I thought to myself, if I want to live in a place like Lagos, if I want to be you know, on the African continent, having traveled a lot and visited a lot of different African cities, I need to have an opportunity. I need to do something where I don't have to physically be anywhere. And that's one of the reasons why when I decided I no longer wanted to work for other people, having my own coaching consulting practice became incredibly attractive because one, it gave me that opportunity to have that location freedom, right? So that geographic freedom, I technically could be anywhere I wanted to be, but I chose to be in Africa. So that's that one piece. It gave me freedom from not feeling like I needed to wake up at a certain time, go to sleep at a certain time. It allowed me to also pick and choose the people I surrounded myself with, which was also incredibly important for me because I quickly realized um, working within more structured environments that I very much have an impact on others and others have an impact on me. And so I wanted the ability to pick and choose a bit more. Um, and so I would definitely say that success for me right now is really about making the most of what I've decided to do. And, and so for me, a huge part of that is liking myself, okay? Um, so as I am waking up, as I'm doing the things I'm doing, as I'm having conversations, do I like myself? Um, which I think is such a, maybe such a, a simple thing um, for us to think about, but I don't think too many people actually think about whether or not they like themselves and how they're showing up and the work that they're doing or how they're showing up in their personal lives. Um, but it's really about liking myself, liking how I'm doing it, um, and also liking how I've decided to sort of live in the system that we live in, right? So liking how I've decided to make money as well. And it's sort of paraphrasing a quote from, from Maya Angelou, for sure. I, this is not, I did not come up with this. This is, you know, a Maya Angelou quote that I very much paraphrased. But even with the work that I do, 
you know, I think this is actually on my LinkedIn profile, on my LinkedIn headline. It's like, dear leader, you can love yourself, love your work, um, and love something else. I forget that last piece. So, so that's really what success looks like for me. And when I'm working with my clients, I try to create that safe space. I try to create that container so they can figure that out for themselves. So that's a huge part about what success looks like for me as well. Like no one else is dictating how I have to show up, um, how I have to look, right? So also as someone who, who does wear an Afro, um, when I first started working in Accra, Ghana, it was something that people constantly commented on. And this was back in 2011, 2012, um, constantly. And it was, you know, it was very hurtful. So really recognizing all those bits and pieces, I think, is really what success looks like for me. And it's a key driver of the work that I do as well. I loved everything that you said there. And, you know, Aqua, we, we haven't known each other for that long. But one of the, the things that really has really stood out for me very soon after getting to have conversations with you is your really strong sense of self um that you are very unapologetic about the things that you choose to do the decisions that you make that you see as right for you i mean even simple things like how you manage your time you know um <laughs> and how you set your appointments and the fact that you will not uh have have work time with with anyone after a particular uh day of the week or time of the day you know you're very clear about that and, and quite unapologetically so and, and i love that sense of self that you you have about you and i loved what you said also about the way you work with clients and how you uh provide that safe that container space i thought that whole container space which is what we do as coaches i mean we're, we're both coaches and we, we talk about that but I, I love the way that you articulated that you do that um because you do that for yourself so you you show up in exactly the way for yourself in the way that you want to show up and support your clients i think that's really beautiful something else as well that that i'd love for you to make comment on um you know, this whole thing about work-life balance. And sometimes we hear the phrase work-life harmony. And I, I take the view that work-life balance is something that is not fixed, right? Um, our, our work lives, our personal lives are very intertwined. They are constantly changing. Uh, it depends on where we are. It depends on uh, the factors at play. Um, so at, at some point, uh, one part needs to maybe show up more than the other part, right? Uh, and then this whole idea of workplace harmony uh, being really the output when you're able to, at that moment in time or that season in time, whatever that space in time looks like, you're able to get it right. So your work-life balance at a, at a point that it, it, it feels right for you is where your work-life harmony is happening. I see you as someone that's really clued into and clear about what is work-life harmony for you. Um, how, how did you get to that point? How did this become something that was so clear? I know you've already touched on it a bit anyway, but what was the absolute um, eureka moment that you realized that I've got to make this work for me. 
First of all, I just wanted to touch upon how I really love your perspective. Um, that is definitely something that I've heard other people say that I have this, you know, strong sense of self. It's not something I saw in myself until I started coaching. And I think I sort of got this vocabulary, I guess, to sort of express myself because others might say that I am unwielding. Um, right. So we were before this recording, we were talking a bit about perspectives and how people will use different words depending on their intention. So for others, um, they'll say that, you know, strong sense of self. Others might say I'm difficult. Others would say that I'm strong willed. Some might say that I'm too much. Others would say, you know, I'm just really good at setting boundaries and sticking to them. So I appreciate you sharing that and just wanted to add that little piece and really recognizing that people and people do, I know this for myself, will see you differently. And for some, it actually is scary when somebody sort of holds their ground or is saying, hey, no, that's not the way I do it or that's not gonna work for me. That's not to say that I'd never bend or that I am always um, doing things in one way. It's just that for the most part, this is what I have found makes the most sense for me to show up as simply because so much of my work involves holding that space for others, involves me to some extent performing or engaging and really having to be on quite a bit. And so I found that having those types of boundaries has really helped me. Um, but to your point or question really around um, balance. And so I don't believe in balance. I believe balance changes constantly. Um, so harmony is another way to put it. Um, uh, you know, others might sort of talk about it being as work-life integration. I definitely agree. It's very much intertwined. Um, and, and for me, I always go back to this concept of success at shorter intervals. So another thing that I love to think about, and I also love to teach is like recognizing that for so many people who are interested in my services, they're really scared that they're behind, right? They're scared that they don't have a five-year plan, a 10-year plan, and they feel like everyone else has a 10-year plan and everyone else has a five-year plan. Like, why don't I, why can't I do it? And I think a, a key thing to, to really remember, and also what I try to remind myself is I, I can have some idea of where I wanna be in that time frame, but also being mindful and trying to stay present and really recognizing it's through these small wins or these small things that I do now that are gonna have an impact on what my future looks like. So really asking yourself, like, what does success look like 15 minutes from now? What does success look like one hour from now? Um, you don't have to use the word success. That's something that resonates with me. I have clients that use other words that resonate with them, but just really recognizing that that's also a really great way to get started and a really great way to make sure that you are showing up in a, showing up in a way that's aligned and showing up in a way that's gonna allow you to continue to sustain whatever you're looking to sustain. But also recognizing that it's not just about staying in your comfort zone. So a huge part about it might be asking yourself, like, where do I need, um, who do I need to be? How do I need to show up in order to get this done? Because this is what success looks like for me. That also might be going through your mind as well. But in terms of thinking about that eureka moment, I don't think there was any one eureka moment. I would say that there's been lots of different moments when this concept or this approach I'm taking to my life, right? This is all an experiment. We're all on this experiment together, um, has just been reinforced by many different experiences. Um, some of the earliest experiences that sort of come to mind is maybe seeing my parents 
um, how they work really, you know, both of them worked full time growing up um, and sort of seeing sort of what their lives looked like, how I thought they felt and how I thought they showed up. You know, my parents were definitely always there for my siblings and I, but I definitely remember them being very tired um, and yeah, just exhausted and just feeling or telling myself that's not how I necessarily wanted to live my life. Um, I think another piece of that of this is the, probably the fact that I'm also someone who really loves sports. I played sports growing up my entire life. I played football or soccer. I played volleyball. I played basketball. Um, I ran track. I did the same also in college and then even in grad school. Um, and even now, I, I have the chance to run around and play. Play is so important to me. And so I think because I was exposed to having the opportunity to play sports, at a really young age, I saw the positive benefits of doing that other thing that wasn't like working or wasn't studying. And so I think I'm always sort of wanting to get that feeling. And I mean, you could say it, it's a bit of a hit, like some sort of dopamine hit that I get from from being able to to play sports and do these other things that that are important to how I show up in other ways. And, and so I think that's really it. I think it's through seeing my parents and then also recognizing that there is a positive benefit that comes from doing these other things that allows me to be better in these other parts of my life. Because I clearly remember just thinking like, yeah, when I get to go play, it's super fun. And then I'm more excited about getting my homework done. And, you know, now that I'm a bit older, you know, I, I play probably about once a week. So like the fact that I start my week off like playing. So I play ultimate Frisbee. So playing ultimate Frisbee, running around, acting a fool, like being super competitive in a space where it's appropriate for me to be super competitive as well. Right. Um, you know, allows me to have a really great week. And yeah, so I, I think it's I think it really just comes from, you know, lots of different experiences and then recognizing that there is this unique feeling that comes from being able to do these other things. Absolutely, absolutely loved what you had to say there. Some great pointers. You know, what you said there with regards to mindfulness and being present, I mean, it's something uh, that people talk a lot about, but the action of doing it, being intentional about it, um, needs work. I, I loved it. It's a great point and it's good to be reminded. And, you know, you said that the, the quote, well, I see it as a quote, life is is an experiment i guess that's true um never really thought about it but there was just something about the way that you said it that just you know really resonated with me so uh, that is such a powerful statement to make um so thank you for all of those and listen oh my goodness let me let me sort of celebrate you congratulate you You've now kicked off your podcast, Open Door Conversations podcast, which is amazing. I've listened to two episodes, really powerful stuff. How did you find that journey of kicking that off? How was that for you? And, and what's been the big learning point for you so far in your podcast journey? Thank you so much. Um, my podcast has brought me a lot of joy and also a lot of fear. Uh, this is technically the second time I've tried to do a podcast. The first time I tried to do a podcast with this other organization I was a part of, and it just did not resonate with me. It just did not feel good. And so this time I decided that I would actually invest in getting some support because if I invested in support, one, I was gonna be forced to do it because I invested in it. 
And then two, that I would get a bit of strategic support to help me really take my podcast to where I wanted it to be. Because I decided that my podcast was going to be my primary sort of medium, I guess, my primary way of sort of sharing my perspective and yeah, just giving support uh, to, to leaders really around the world. And so I would say that, yeah, starting it was terrifying. I was incredibly scared. I still am scared actually as my, my episodes go out, but I really love doing the interviews. Um, so the interviews with the entrepreneurs and leaders and other service providers is probably my favorite part of it. When I do the solo episodes, I'm, I'm slightly terrified because I, as we all have a unique perspective. And, and so my podcast isn't exactly coaching because coaching is a bit different. I would say my podcast is a little bit more consultive um, and a little bit more advice giving, which is something that I'm not as comfortable with because that's, that's not what I do really for a living. But I also, of course, have coaching questions there and I'm always sharing that, okay, this is my opinion. Um, but yeah, it's scary sharing your opinion because you don't know how people are going to respond. You don't know how people are going to react. And um, yeah, so that's, that's that first bit. In terms of the important realization um, with doing this podcast, I think I just came to the realization that I needed to do this and that there are some people that are open to listening to voices or thoughts or ideas that are different from them. The entire premise actually of the the podcast is that not everyone's going to have the same approach, the same idea, and that's okay. So the podcast is really meant to give that alternative perspective. When I first started my coaching consulting practice, that's actually the name I gave sort of my brand alternatively, um, because it really was meant to, to be an alternative to what people consider to be success. And so my podcast is all about sharing different views. Some of the people I interview, I'm 100% aligned with them um, in some ways. Other parts, I'm not aligned, but that doesn't matter because it's, it's not about what I think. It's not about what they think. It's really about giving people that opportunity to hear things that are different um, because all of us, I think, could do with just a bit of, of nuance or a bit of difference. Um, you know, and, and, and I know I grew up in a, yeah, in an environment where everybody was very different, but we still are able to come together. We still are able to get things done. And so that's, that's kind of what I wanted to do with it. <laughs> Listen, uh, the fear factor, the fear point definitely resonates with me. Uh, I'm only a 127, uh, sorry, 24 episodes in, but I still have those moments of fear and not worry at all, but fear that is anybody going to listen to this? Uh, is anybody going to think this is a value? Um, uh, you know, what am I doing? <laughs> you know, so uh, listen, well done you. Uh, I, you know, what I've heard so far uh, is great. And I like what you say, this whole idea, this notion about uh, the fact that you are simply presenting alternatives of um of a way of thinking about things um it's it's not an intrusion of, on anyone it's not an insistent that insistence that people see things in the way that you put it to them or that your guest puts it to them but it's simply uh, an alternative perspective uh, for people to uh, hopefully listen to and enjoy so all the best with that listen it's been an absolute pleasure any final thoughts 
what comes to mind is if you're feeling off, um, if you're feeling overwhelmed, if you're feeling like you're not sure what to prioritize, really start with eating, sleeping, and moving. I think that anytime I feel out of whack, out of alignment, when I, when I go back to basics, when I remember that I'm a human being and I try and focus on those three things, it's so much easier to sort of move along. So that's probably my last word. Thank you.